Right, this is this is actually a combination of the best of all of those things, and it it took a while, I think, for the industry to figure it out. But but you know, this was a crash course for everybody, and both sides are walking away happy, which is pretty good. I'm Jack Newton, CEO of Clio, and this is the Daily Matters podcast. On Daily Matters, we talk with legal professionals, industry leaders, and subject matter experts about the future of law. We explore where the legal industry is headed, how legal practice is changing, and what you can be doing to position yourself for success. Today's guest is Tom West, CEO of LawPay, which helps law firms accept online payments. Tom, it's great to have you here. Thanks, Jack. Great to be here. Appreciate it. So, Tom, uh, to start off, I'd love to hear what's on your mind most right now. Well, it's been a turbulent time uh, for America and the world and, you know, certainly um, all the challenges with COVID and uh, unemployment, uh, economic strife, racial challenges, political challenges. I mean, there's just a lot of turmoil. And I, I honestly don't think the practice of law has been any more important in any time in history than it is now. And I, you know, I think we, we from, a, from a law pay and a Finipay perspective, are really focused on just doing our part to make a positive difference in the world uh, and help, uh, help our lawyer clients make the most out of their practices. Uh, I, I think you're right on point with the, the comment about law and, and legal more generally being more relevant than, than ever. And, and let, let's, let's talk about law pay and how it fits into that broader equation as well. So uh, law pay has been around, I think, actually longer than, than, than Clio. It's, it's uh, been around for a while now and, and is a well-recognized name in the legal industry. But for anyone that's listening that may not be familiar with law pay, uh, tell us a little bit of the, about the product. We'd love to hear, you know, a little bit about the company's story and how you sure. got involved, Tom, and uh, how how LawPay helps law firms. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, Jack. Uh, LawPay is the leading payment platform, specifically designed for lawyers. We help lawyers to modernize their firms by allowing them to accept uh, electronic uh, checks as well as credit cards. Um, we're obviously proud partners of Clio and Clio Payments, empowering Clio Payments. And um, our role, we believe, is to help transform these law firms to um, be able to focus more on practicing the law versus collecting paper checks and paper invoices. And that's really uh, kind of our role in the world. Um, we, from a history standpoint, we were founded in 2005 um, by a woman named Amy Porter, who's really a phenomenal visionary. And she saw very early on that uh, legal and professional services in general needed a better answer. This idea of sending out a paper invoice and spending uh, weeks and months chasing down payment um, is uh, a broken system and there was an opportunity to, to, to do better. And so uh, she built and designed law pay around the opportunity that that presented. And it's really been a phenomenal uh, success story. Um, today, we're proudly have uh, one in four lawyers uh, in the country on the platform and um, just get constantly great feedback from them. We're 
we have uh, 50, all 50 state bars endorse our product as well as the ABA. And so we're just, we're very proud of what we've built. Um, I, I personally, my involvement uh, with LawPay dates back to about 2013 when I was a partner with Amy and the team to help them build out uh, some of the digital platform. Um, and I came on about two years ago to help uh, drive the next chapter of growth for, uh, for LawPay. And Tom, we've seen, before we talk about the specific impacts of COVID-19, can you just talk at a macro level what you've seen in terms of payments adoption in the legal industry, maybe uh, in relation to what you've seen in other industries, if there's been uh, maybe analogous adoption cycles in, in other industries that, that the legal yeah. industry can sure. learn from? Well, it, and that's really been my background has been the digital transformation. I was fortunate enough to be involved in the 90s with the digital transformation of the technology industry, uh, where at, at Dell, um, in the 90s when we were launching Dell.com, nobody thought anybody would buy a computer online, uh, maybe the most technically sophisticated folks, but nobody else. And, you know, we sort of took those words as fuel to the fire and built the first configurator and really taught people how to buy technology online. And, you know, obviously today uh, it's predominantly the way people buy um, and even complex systems all the way up to storage arrays are now bought online. And, you know, and I, I got to see that transformation in the automotive industry in the 2000s and and now in the in the legal industry, and uh, I do think the legal industry is a bit of a lagging adopter uh, from that perspective. But the opportunity is so significant uh, because it is. Um, as Clio has done such an amazing job on um, industry research, and Clio, the, I think the Clio Trends report is one of the most powerful uh, pieces of information out there for as resources for lawyers. And it, it clearly says the system is broken. You know, as, as you know, lawyers only collect on about one out of every five hours they work. And you yep. know, that's just a system that needs to get improved. And uh, electronic payments are part of the answer, we believe, in really transforming the practice of law. And tell us a bit more about that. Payments might seem like a detail to be worried about when you're done the, the casework and done interacting with your client. Um, but it, it's obviously foundational to cash flow and it's foundational to success. Tell, tell us about the impact of electronic payments because I, I agree with you, by the way. I think electronic payments are uh, a much more relevant and deep lever for law firms to look at in terms of how they transform their practice to be more accommodating to a digital world and more accommodating to what their new clients' preferences might be. But I'd love for you to explore that. Just what, what's at work here that makes electronic payments such a, a crucial piece of the, the stack of technologies that a law firm might be using to adapt to not only the COVID-19 era, but, but a, a transformation we were already starting to see happen over the last decade plus? Yes, definitely. Well, well certainly, th this is the way the consumer and even businesses want to pay. So it starts with that. Um, and that's, that's becoming an increasingly the preference across kind of all categories of, of business. Um, but I think for the lawyers, we see con pretty consistent patterns that folks sign up 
because they have one or two clients that either can't pay or won't pay unless they pay through uh, a credit card. And then once they start to use the system, they realize, wow, this is really powerful. I'm collecting invoices faster. I didn't have to spend as much time collecting. Um, and there are all these great things that I can now do that I was not able to do before. I'm able to really track uh, my invoices and see when they were paid and how long they took to get paid. I've got a, a lifetime record uh, of that payment uh, that I can, you know, seven years after, uh, you know, I delivered the work, I can still quickly pull up the transaction and send a receipt if, I, right. if I'm asked. Um, you realize that I can set up scheduled payments uh, to either help someone with a payment plan or help them get paid up front. Um, you know, you, you talk a lot about and uh, you know the access to justice gap, and I think that's a really powerful area. Not just because it's important, but because it's a massive revenue growth opportunity for the legal industry. Right, and a, a it's a business opportunity. Yeah, huge chunk. Uh, and I think a huge chunk of that is potentially unlockable because people don't have cash on hand to hire a lawyer. But if they're able to essentially finance it through their credit card over time or through a scheduled payment mechanism, I think that can be a win for the client and a, and a huge win for the lawyer that gets to, to add a, a client that they probably wouldn't have otherwise had. And I, I think that's an important point when we talk about the access to justice gap and just try to think, frame that in terms of how do I make more of the legal needs that consumers have something that they can have solved by a lawyer. Uh, thinking about payment and how, what kind of payment methods we accommodate. And as you mentioned, even something as simple as a payment schedule saying rather than sending me a check for $1,000 for the legal services I delivered to you. Send me, give me your credit card and we'll do five $200 a month installments over the next five months and then we'll be settled up. You, you help create more accessibility to your services by lowering that, that hurdle, lowering that barrier for the, the average consumer. And I, I think while we sometimes talk about access to justice as this big gnarly uh, problem that, that feels like a boil the ocean kind of problem. Yeah. Uh, it's some very tactical things that the average law firm can do to, to actually dramatically increase its, uh, the accessibility of its legal services to a broader population. I, I do think that that's true. And, you know, I'm, I'm relatively new to the legal industry. And what I've observed is a lot of the discussions around access to justice tend to then be followed by let's talk about pro bono work and how we can, you know, right. the legal community can volunteer to solve this problem. And I, and I know that's a part of the solution, but I do think that um, there's a large chunk of that demand that's out there that if you had creative ways to finance the, uh, the legal payments up front, uh, you, you could solve a lot of those problems. Fully agree. And let, let's talk about the, the trends you're seeing amidst COVID-19 and, and some of the new pressures that's putting on law firms and consumers alike. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how, just what you've seen at a macro level from law pace perspectives in terms of uh, how the industry is responding to COVID-19 and, and some of the underlying 
patterns you've seen in your, your customer data and, and what you've heard firsthand from some of your customers? Sure. It's, it's been a massive change for the law firms that are on, on law pay and uh, everybody in the industry uh, as they've had to figure out what this new normal looks like. And, you know, I think there's a tremendous amount of learnings that are going to come out of this uh, that are going to be positive for the legal industry. Um, but what, what we've seen more specifically uh, from LawPay's perspective is a massive shift in terms of interest in legal payments. Many firms who have said historically, no, we're not interested in, in, in any sort of electronic payment solution are, uh, have jumped on board in the last three months uh, at absolute record levels um, because they just they uh, know how critical it is for their clients to be able to pay them. They don't want to go to the office and have to go collect a paper check and take it to the bank. They don't want their employees to have to do that. And they want to make it as frictionless as possible for their clients. And so it's, it's really been a, a, a massive a, a adoption shift, a step function from that perspective. And I think, you know, I'm certainly most proud of our law pay team uh, for stepping up. And we've been work from home since uh, March 13th. And, um, and they've done really a phenomenal job supporting this demand. Um, I've, I've been very pleased that our customer service levels actually went up as we started working from home, which is, is, was not at all what I was expecting. But our teams just really stepped up and realized that, this, that uh, now more than ever, our clients uh, are relying on us to get them paid. Um, and uh, um, our, our uh, legal firms that have jumped on have been very pleased with the results. In fact, we've seen a lot who have used it as a cash flow acceleration mechanism, not just a convenience frictionless mechanism, but mm -hmm. you know, if you have 60 or 90 days of accounts receivable and you um, put out uh, electronic invoices across all of those, you're gonna really pull in a month or two's worth of cash flow. Um, our average payment link gets paid 57% of the time uh, the same day which is pretty amazing in a, in a general sense of a, of a B2B collections uh, scenario. And, and contrast uh, that with, with benchmark data we have for law firms that are sending paper checks the average time or sending paper invoices and expecting paper checks in return right. for those invoices. The average time to get those invoices paid is 180 days. So you're, yeah. you're <laughs> able to go from 180 days yeah. on average down to... 57% uh, of those being paid, you know, within a day. So from a cash flow perspective, that is night and day. Well, I, I think some of your COVID research I thought was very uh, powerful from Clio and 44% of law firms are concerned about their financial well-being. And you yeah. know, the electronic payments and that initial jolt that you get when you um, put out your first set of invoices or your first set of uh, receivables uh, can be enough to help get over a hurdle uh, during this kind of period of slow, slower legal demand. So it, it felt to me through our Clio payments offering that over the course of the first 
month of, of COVID-19, call it the, the April timeframe, was really where things tipped over and electronic payments and accepting credit cards moved from something that was maybe something that was offered by more progressive firms that are thinking a bit more forward looking, maybe a bit more client centered in their thinking and, and, and had a bit of a competitive edge thanks to, thanks to that, uh, to moving really rapidly to something that's table stakes for almost any firm, just, just with a shift of paper. And, and we've seen it with cash and we've seen it with checks almost being treated like a, like toxic waste, yeah, something don't people don't it. want to touch. Yeah. Um, it really feels like electronic payments are, are oxygen for, for law firms in a, in a COVID era. Well, and, and the feedback we get from firms that have made that shift, and I agree with you that it's, it's, it's um, that next level of adopter that has come in um, during this COVID period. You know, the, the, the response that we get most often is, gosh, I wish I had jumped on board sooner. Why didn't I do this sooner? Right. Because they, they see the results. They realize that it's, you know, they're, 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 that 180 days that you're talking about for collections, it's not just 180 days of time value of money. That's 180 days that you've got either your uh, legal talent or your support talent out chasing that invoice. And the amount of time spent doing that is, is um, really non-value added uh, to the firm. And so your ability to eliminate that and focus that energy really on better serving your clients, to me, that's what, you know, when you guys, when you guys talk about the law firm uh, maturity model, that's really what it's all about. Right. Uh, certainly on the client experience side as well, that, that drives client experience as well as firm efficiency. Yeah, it's a, a win-win in the most manifest way. You're able to get paid faster. It's easier for your clients. They actually prefer that payment method and it's easier for you. And you're able to let more of your staff move up the value chain in terms of the type of work they're doing for your, for your clients. I, I'm curious, Tom, you, you talked about the, a surge in demand in the, the COVID-19 era. Are there any high-level metrics you can you can share with us around what kind of spike in demand you've seen over the course of the last few months? Yeah, and, and it, I think it's been pretty consistent with some of the data you you guys have found where we've seen that, uh, you know, kind of new matter starts and the, um, uh, the, the effort levels are declining, but the percentage of invoices and people putting them online is increasing. So that combination is seeing an increase. We saw about a 63% increase in new folks coming on the platform as an example. And that's a, you know, that's wow. a pretty big, pretty, pretty significant number, um, you know, just given, um, you know, the size of the, the law pay customer base. And, and, and the, the great thing is it's been firms of all sizes. It's not been limited to any one category of legal. It's been really across the board that folks have recognized that electronic payments are that win-win solution uh, for their firms. And Tom, I, I, I think one of the really useful frames for thinking about the impact of COVID-19 is something that was accelerating change that we were already seeing happen. So with, with legal, I, th I think, you know, you and I have talked about this a lot. The evolution to more fully accepting online payments of all types is something that was going to happen in the legal industry. It might just take uh, another decade, for example, for that to become really pervasive. 
how much do you think COVID-19 has pulled ahead that adoption cycle? And for law firms that may be thinking this, this is a, uh, a Band-Aid maybe that's applied to the specific circumstances of COVID-19. Can you talk about how, maybe even what you're hearing firsthand from clients around how this has more permanently changed their thinking about the value of, of electronic payments, yeah. even when we do return to some semblance of normal on the other side of the, the COVID-19 pandemic? Well, I think that's happening throughout the practice of law. It's not just electronic payments. Um, I think the virtualization of the law firm has forced new thinking. Um, And, you know, the fact that, you know, historically a lawyer would resist doing a, a, a Zoom court call and now they've been forced to do them and then they start to realize, hey, this is actually working okay. Right. Or I can have a remote client call and it, and it works out well. Um, many, many states are now okaying e-signatures uh, and virtual notaries, uh, which is allowing the practice to happen much more virtually. And, and I think it's changing the way and will change permanently the way lawyers practice, which it's not about being in the office and face-to-face all the time. Lawyers are busy, their clients are busy. Your ability to fit those meetings in to the lives of both sides in, in, in effective ways, I think, is, um, is something that's gonna be a permanent positive change. And that's just an infusion of technology making the connections and electronic payments is part of that. It's just, it's a virtual uh, way to say, you know, thank you. We've got it. We, you did a good job. We got it done. And, right. um, and um, I, so I think, I think the, you know, the paper check was more of a face-to-face world scenario. And I think the biggest shift that has happened is it's, we've now gone into the world of the virtual practice, the virtual courtroom, and I think elements of that are going to continue. So, you know, I, I don't know the number of years that it's pulled it in to your question, but it's, you know, it's probably five plus years of, I mean, how yeah. long would it have taken for a court to actually say we're willing to try a Zoom uh, court? Yeah, well, I think to some of those questions, I, I think the answer may be on the order of decades, Yeah, you know, really, exactly. like without the forcing factor of something like COVID-19, I think to... Um, to help create the opportunity to have these experiences. I, I think you're right. It's electronic payments. It's, it's Zoom calls. It's all these other ways of interacting that we realize, hey, maybe we should have been doing it all along this way. This is actually superior in so many ways. I think what's super interesting too is the conversations you have with clients highlight that same, that same trend. They actually prefer working with law firms in this new operating model. They, they prefer jumping on a quick Zoom call rather than commuting to the law firm's uh, expensive downtown offices. And as much as that might have been the pattern that existed previously, it feels like both law firms and clients are uh, realizing there's a new way of, of working that, that is actually uh, superior to, to the old way of doing things. It's efficient. Uh, it's more efficient on both sides. I mean, I think, right. you know, if you look at the Clio Trends research, I mean, you guys did an extraordinary job of laying out the differences in expectations between the client and the lawyer. But you really didn't address this category. You had, okay, uh, in-person meeting or 
phone call. Exactly. Or exactly. email. Right. This is this is actually a combination of the best of all of those things. And it it took a while, I think, for the industry to figure it out. But but you know, this was a crash course for everybody, and both sides are walking away happy, which is pretty good. That's a win-win, absolutely. And that means it's going to be here to stay. I, I think you're right. And when, when we look at some of the patterns that you've seen in other industries, Tom, and, and LawPay is, is part of AffiniPay, which, which also services uh, other professional services uh, or professionals like accountants, um, can, can you talk a little bit about what you, what trends you've seen in other industries, either through the other professions that Affinipay serves, or, or as you mentioned, you've been through a number of meaningful digital transformations in other industries over the course of your career. Yeah. What do you think might be coming down the pike for payments in legal? Well, I think I, I definitely see it happening a bit more in the CPA market today, where the concept of having a recurring client is pretty prevalent. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, payments can really blend into the background where if, you know, if you're going to have a, uh, your CPA on retainer all the time, you know, you're, you can just pay on a consistent basis, set up a scheduled payment and, um, you know, literally be done with it and payments become frictionless in the process. I mean, my own CPA uh, bills me a fixed fee every month through a scheduled payment. I don't have to pay it. He doesn't have to bill it. And then at the end of the year, we do a balance uh, bill based on whether if I owe him additional amounts or if I uh, am in a surplus position, he just rolls it into the next year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in that, in that case, it's a real win-win because uh, obviously we're both saving a lot of time, but for, from his perspective, it's constant cash flow throughout the year. He's not just dealing with the tax period increases, right. uh, which typically he would have seen, you know, four to six bills a year where those would be the spikes and then in between there'd be nothing. And I, and I think that's kind of the future direction for professional services, how can you um, more, more seamlessly smooth cash flow such that you, you're, um, it can be more predictable and you can confidently hire uh, and uh, you know, build your infrastructure around you know, those predictable cash flows. So I think had- that's one thing that we're seeing from other industries that might uh, be more prevalent in the future in legal. And you're seeing more fixed fee type uh, law firms coming uh, up and growing successfully. Fixed um, fees. And I, I was going to comment that earlier, uh, an earlier episode of Daily Matters, we had Kimberly Bennett on who talked about subscription legal services. And, and again, similar to what your CPA has enabled, the idea that for at least certain types of legal services, uh, a subscription might actually be the right way to think about the value you're delivering to a client. And uh, she, she's able to have 80% of her uh, monthly revenue expectations met with pre-existing clients uh, and their subscriptions that roll into yeah, what, that new what, month. That's fantastic. Yeah. She, that's, that's a, that's a lawyer that sleeps well at night. That's right. That's right. right. Um, any other macro level trends that you see eventually coming to, yeah, well, and then if I kind of look at the, the, the 
past. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that it goes in, it goes in waves and, and that it, it's a two-sided adoption curve. And so there's always um, things that the sellers have to do to uh, better enable the market. And that could be how they present the, the client experience or what technology they're using or how, uh, you know, how they, they, they position their solution. And then there, of course, is the transformation of the buyer as the buyer gets more and more educated over time. And, you know, I've seen that play out consistently and, you know, they both play off each other. And I think, I think that's what we're seeing happening is that uh, the, the, the legal client is becoming more sophisticated and more demanding. And in fact, one of the things they're asking up front is what types of payments do you accept? Right. Uh, and that's an important criteria for them. And, and if, you, if you don't accept electronic payments, you may be out, out of that uh, particular situation and you might not get that client. And, and, I think, and I think those kinds of things are going to continue to happen uh, as lawyers uh, adopt. And, and I, I do think it will eventually get to the point where if you're not accepting, uh, you're at a real disadvantage and we may already be there. And, and aside from maybe the differentiating power that, that payments can have in terms of why a client might select you, can, can you talk about some of the, the headline benefits that you hear from clients in terms of the, the real material benefits that online payments delivers to their law firm over and above? Uh, we, we've briefly mentioned cash flow, but would love for you to go a bit more deeper into that and, and also what else you see on your client experience, uh, collection rate, other, other KPIs that may be impacted by, uh, by accepting online payments. Yeah, I, I think, I think they, there are meaningful moves and, and all of them translate into a more efficient law firm. Um, and, you know, I break them down as, you know, it starts, it starts with collections. You, 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 the, the, the easier and the more frictionless your uh, billing process the more likely you are to collect. As you guys know, the sooner you collect, uh, the more, the longer you wait to collect, the less likely you are uh, right. to collect uh, that particular invoice. And, and, you know, there's a very clear curve that each week that you wait, you're probably going to have to discount that invoice further in order to get it uh, collected. So you're, you're, you're pulling in, uh, those collections benefits their overall collectability rate. Um, and, and so we see that uh, consistently as, as feedback. We also see the, the uh, cash flow benefit of pulling in those, those payments. And that's, that's been fantastic. But I think the thing that makes the biggest difference is just the, the frictionless aspect where it saves energy for your clients it saves energy for your teams, and you can put that energy to better use. Um, you and I are both huge believers in the client experience, and um, and believe both of us believe that that is the singular thing that a law firm can do to most differentiate itself in the long term is create great client experiences because word of mouth and 
um, the referral process is the best way to get new clients. Yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, clients that have great experience pay their bills. Uh, and, you know, those are the two things that uh, really uh, differentiate thriving law firms from those that are, that are uh, challenged. And electronic payments can be one of those elements. Not, it's not the answer, but it's one of the elements that can really help eliminate some of the traditional friction points uh, in the client experience process that can help create a great outcome. Because by the way, it's also typically the last experience you have on that particular matter, right? right? It's the end. It's, it's the capper. And you, you, you want that to be a positive experience. Um, and, and so we, we, we definitely see firms that we work with. What, what happens just consistently is that the firms start with a very small set of their clients that they allow to pay electronically. And you see that over time, they realize that that client experience and all of those other benefits that I talked about with respect to cash flow and collection rates and ease of administration and the data and the tools that they have at their disposal, you just start to see more and more adoption within the firm. It can be partner to partner to partner adoption. It can be types of matters adoption. It can be types of client uh, adoption, but it just grows over time. Um, and, and eventually, I do think firms get to the point where uh, they, they don't accept um, traditional forms of payment. They're only uh, electronic. And, and are there any cases where you see a law firm that, for whatever reason, can't accept online payments? We've talked about it being something that is maybe so obviously good, such a massive upside for your clients and your firm that you should be adopting them. Are there any caveats to, to that claim, any law firms that we, we see? I think there, there are some areas that are tougher than others. Uh, I think contingency-based is tough, uh, just in the way they're paid through the insurance model, typically. Yep. Um, I think the government uh, does not typically pay this way. And so if you're working with um, government entities, um, but outside of, of kind of those limited ex exceptions, I do think the world's moving towards uh, electronic payments. And Tom, when, when you think about some of the specific ethical and compliance regulatory concerns that lawyers have uh, that, that apply to them as it relates to trust accounts and, and so on, can you tell us a little bit about what they should be aware of and why they need to, to think about a, a legal industry specific payment solution and, and something off the shelf like a, like a square might not fit yeah. your needs. Well, that's an excellent, it's an excellent point. Um, and I, I don't think, uh, you know, law lawyers are, are not educated on um, payments and that's, and, and, you know, law pay wants to be their partner and they don't need to be. Um, but many, if you look at the, the data, suggests that the majority of lawyers who are not using law pay but accepting credit cards are using either PayPal or Square, uh, Square readers, uh, in order to accept. And while those are certainly forms of acceptance, the reality is they don't understand the legal space. They do something called daily discounting, which means that 
out of each transaction, they are taking the fees with every single transaction. And that's, that can be fine with the exception of trust accounts where that's not the lawyer's money. The lawyer uh, does not have the ability to uh, touch those funds until they've earned it. In fact, as you know, IOLTA requirements are that, that they have to, in some states, deliver a three-way reconciliation literally every month. Um, and they have, to, they have to replenish those funds uh, if, if uh, fees are removed. And so, you know, one of the things that is so powerful about law pay was, you know, we, we realized from the very beginning, Amy uh, and the, the founding team realized from the very beginning that you really needed to build the solution around the challenges of that specific industry. Right. And so um, we built it from the ground up to make sure that the IOLTA trust account is, is fully protected in the process and there can be no third party access to those funds, which is a really critical differentiator uh, in the market and um, can, uh, can really save folks from compliance infractions. And as you probably know, uh, IOLTA, uh, compliance infractions are the number one source of disbarment in the country. Right. Uh, and it's certainly something where uh, nobody wants something as small as, you know, what, what uh, electronic payment solution they're using to be a driver in creating compliance problems. And I, I, I want to underscore how, how high the stakes are in the sense that if you, if you use something like uh, a square to accept uh, a trust payment and let's say it's for a thousand dollars and $970 hits your bank account because of some fees that came off in the middle, you, you've committed malpractice and might face some pretty severe disciplinary action as a result of that. Right. E either that, or you have to have the discipline to be able to recognize that you got to go put that $30 back in literally every month in order to make the account whole. And that's a lot of administrative burden that, you know, frankly, is, isn't value added uh, for the lawyer. Um, and so I, I think that's, to me, those, that level of focus, um, you know, we've, we've certainly built law pay uh, around the, the tools and the dashboards and the, the um, workflows around the legal uh, process. And the, then uh, I think that's a very differentiated uh, model relative to kind of traditional generic payment engines. So I would, I would certainly, if I were on the other side as a, a lawyer, look for a legal specific payment solution. And Tom, we've talked about electronic payments in, in a pretty broad way. I, I think for a lot of people, including myself, I immediately leap to thinking about credit card payments as electronic payments. Can you talk more broadly about electronic payments, maybe beyond credit card payments and how you think about uh, adoption of electronic payments overall going in the legal industry? And do you eventually think that all payments in legal will be made in some form of electronic payment? I do. I do a, uh, a poll every year with our interns just to, uh, to see how things are trending. And we had 12, I had 12 interns on my, a Zoom call yesterday and, you know, we did a vote around and I, I asked uh, how many people have a checkbook, raise your hand. And it was zero. 
but I, I went even further this year and I said, <laughs> how many people have ever written a check, raise your hand? And it was zero, literally wow. not, not a single one. And, and so I think that's the wave of uh, the, 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 the clients of the future coming uh, to these law firms. And so I, I think it's up to us. There, there are all kinds of forms of, of, of payment, electronic payment that are going to become the norm. Um, you know, certainly there's uh, e-check and, and ACH, bank-to-bank uh, -bank, uh, direct payments, but then there's also increasing, uh, increasingly relevant payment wallets. Uh, think, think about uh, a Venmo uh, from that perspective or uh, Apple Pay uh, from that perspective or Google Pay from that perspective. I think uh, those sorts of new waves of payment solutions are going to be the norm for that next generation of client. And um, I think it's incumbent on uh, these progressive modern firms to figure out how to um, accept those forms of payment. So Tom, this has been a wonderful discussion, maybe as a closing uh, remark or call to action. If there's a law firm listening that isn't accepting online payments right now. What, what would your message be to them? <laughs> well, it, 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 I, would, I would suggest, you know, go check out Clio Payments, uh, go check out uh, uh, LawPay, Ch check out some of the reviews of some of your peers. I, I think you will find that, you know, the sentiment that I was describing uh, of, boy, I wish I'd done this sooner. Yeah. Uh, is out there pretty uh, consistently. Um, you know, it, it's prevalent enough now that um, you have peers that are doing it, and it's very easy to ask them their experiences and get their feedback. And I, I would encourage them to do that. Um, I know um, lawyers listen to other lawyers, particularly ones they respect or who are in their similar area of practice. And I think that's a good source of information to really understand you know, kind of what, what does this change actually feel like? And is it, is it going to be meaningful for my practice? I think the last thing I'll add in you and I are, are, are both uh, super passionate about the impact electronic payments can have. But I, the other thing I want to highlight is it's actually low hanging fruit in the, the grand scheme of improvements you can make to your law firm that improve your client experience and deliver better cash flow benefits. It's, it's a, it's a light lift to start accepting credit card payments. It's a quick, relatively painless application process, one that gets approved in, I think the average is less than 24 hours to, to get approved and to it's start. Up and running in less than a day. Um, start processing. So it's, 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 it's a light lift. I think that's an important is. thing to highlight. It's, it's, just a, it's just a call. Um, and you know, wh whether you're on Clio and you want to check out Clio payments or you want to call law pay directly, um, I would encourage you to get a demo, just see what it looks like. Um, but I think the, 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 other, the other part that we find consistently, the feedback we get from lawyers is they, don't, they want it to be simple. They don't want to have to get a manual and learn something new. Um, you know, time is one thing about the lift, but the other part is, you know, how is this going to change my practice? What am I going to have to learn? And I think the, the, the solutions that Clio has created and that LawPay has created are simple enough that they're intuitive that you can use them without a manual and just get started 
uh, right away. And, and I think that's, that's a huge um, important part of the equation uh, for this transformation. Well, it's a great note to end on. Thanks for joining us today, Tom. Really valuable information and a, a great call to action. Thanks awesome. again. Well, thanks, Jack. And thanks for all you guys do at Clio. You guys are making a difference. Thanks for joining us on Daily Matters, a podcast from Clio. Rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Daily Matters is produced by Andrew Booth, Sam Rosenthal, and Derek Bolin, and hosted by yours truly, Jack Newton. Thanks also to Clio, the world's leading cloud-based legal technology provider for supporting this podcast.